Hey y'all, welcome to Chatting with Coach Amy, an encouraging podcast for your journey. Hey y'all, welcome back to Chatting with Coach Amy. You got some twins coming at you today. We twinning. I love it. This is Debbie. She's been on the podcast before sharing and um, she's back because we have more to her story. <laughs> yep. 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 Introduce yourself for a little bit for us. Uh, my name is Debbie and I am 44 years old. I live in Illinois, about 25 minutes outside of Chicago. I work full time. We don't have any kids. Been married about five years, got married later in life, got married at 38. So that is the short story. Yeah. 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 I'm really, I've, I've read over your notes that you sent me just because there's a lot to this and we want to go ahead and open up the floor. Um, Debbie has gone through a cancer journey. So we want to let everybody know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura, we've shared Laura's story about her yeah. cancer journey as well. Yeah. Hers, um, her husband had cancer. He did not survive. Yeah. Um, she did. Yeah. And you did. Mm-hmm. And um, share what you just told me, um, how sensitive we want to be about things as we go throughout our chat. Um, in preparing for this, the one thing that kept kind of ringing in the back of my mind was not everybody's cancer journey ends the same. Um, and this is not a road I ever wanted to walk. It was my biggest fear in life, period. And so with, and the other thing that I didn't know that I know now is every person that is diagnosed with cancer deals with it differently than somebody else because every diagnosis is different because your body makeup is so different and every path of treatment is different depending on your like what you believe is right and what you are willing to do. And so there is no black and white with this journey. So I just want to be sensitive as I share that, man, I know there are people struggling in the middle of this journey that it doesn't, it doesn't always end the way that you want it to. So I just really want to be sensitive to that. I agree. So. I love that. You're such a special person. Mm. You are. Mm. You are. Um, another, uh, when you were speaking, I was thinking I had another client uh, with a cancer um, journey, Lauren Hundley. That was mm-hmm. a while back too. So I've had three of you guys. And I think I listened to her podcast and didn't she eat the largest salad a day? Was yeah. she the one with the salad a day? Yeah. Yes. All mm-hmm. the things, that girl. Woo! All the things. All yeah. of it. She's, she's rocking it. She's yeah. darling. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So in preparation for this, um, you sent me a bunch of things and I, could we go over this list of losses, the grief and suffering? I, I want to go there first before we get into your cancer journey, because this is this is a lot. Yes. Can you just um, I mean it's just heavy what y'all yes. gone through and, and your your statement, we chose joy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't say that at mm-hmm. that in during my hard times. I maybe I did. I don't know. I think there was so overshadowed some of my, my grief, my griefestest um, yeah. <laughs> moments. <laughs> um, yeah. I may have just kind of faked it till I made it situation yeah. sometimes, yeah. but um, my life has changed a lot in the way I view things. Um, I'm very grateful for that. So go, go over a few of these things, uh, just a little timeline. Yes. And I am doing this on my phone and that timeline is in my notes on my phone. And that's the one thing I didn't write down. Well, do my... you want me to say the first one and, and go from there? That yeah, I just don't have, I'm not good with dates. I sort of have years, but um, okay. I'll, I'll kick it off. Um, okay. So we got married in June of 2019. And then um, in October, um of 2019 right October 2019 um my brother-in-law passed um from he was on dialysis Mm. and didn't take care of himself and just it was just it was a rough rough road um he was a phenomenal human being um so he passed and then we um 
we had a miscarriage and that was, uh, what year was that? The next year? You have October, 2019 for the miscarriage and, um, his brother passing in 2018. Okay. I, I'm bad with dates. Um, it's I know that, that they were, yeah. they were so quick. <laughs> um, so it was my brother-in-law passed. Um, then we had the miscarriage and then we had another loss. Um, it was my husband's, uh, aunt or uncle. I don't remember which came first. So you've got um, your mom, you've got your mom in 2020. Oh yeah. So basically it was like, uh, it felt like every six months, but I think it was more like a year. Every it was, year. yeah, every year. So it was my brother-in-law, um, the miscarriage, my mom, um, my and husband's aunt, my husband's uncle, uncle um, which was like a father figure to him. Mm -hmm. The aunt was like a mother to him, like a second mom. So like super close. Um, the uncle passed, he fell off a ladder and hit his head. It was, oh. the, the losses were just, oh, they were so brutal. And each loss was so different because you, one loss doesn't mean you can handle the next one better. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, his uncle passed, then my dad passed. Um, my dad was a diabetic mm -hmm. and, um, my mom never had a mammogram. My mom passed from metastatic breast cancer, never had a mammogram, never did any preventative anything. My dad was a diabetic and had several toes amputated because he didn't take care of it. Wow. Um, by the time we saw him, he needed to have his leg amputated. And so I had a very life-size example of like what happens yeah. so like okay don't do that Debbie don't right. do that right <laughs> um and then after that it was um my dad and then um the townhome that we're in now it was our first home we bought um, my best friend lives next door my maid of honor oh. and oh, it God. it's like been the best thing I mean Hey, we're going to Costco. Do you need anything? Yeah, girl, here's the pictures. So it's been, love her to death. She's amazing. Um, but her and her mama live next door. And um, Jermaine was like a second mom to me. Um, I don't know that I've talked much about her, but um, so she passed. Um, she was in amazing health. Like the seven-year-old that's hauling 25 bag pound bags of mulch like the woman worked out every day like so in January we get a call well we saw the ambulance pull up she had a stroke and right. within a, Amy within a week she was gone oh my god and she went from being like when you walk in a room she loved you no matter no matter period age ethnicity who you are where you came from she loved you and she had like joy the size of like she just loved well and so when she passed it was like that was like my mom like I knew she was always praying for me it didn't matter Debbie keep going Debbie don't quit Debbie keep going so those are the losses and so in all of it it's like okay the Lord's allowed this for a reason and I don't, it's terrible. And some moments are really bad, but yet I wanted to, Lord, how are you going to use this? And how do I have joy in the midst of suffering? And I, there are moments that super sucked, right? But yeah. I had to choose thankfulness that I had time with the people that I did when I did. Amen. And I had to choose to be thankful for the things that he has allowed in my life. So, because there's a reason, there's a higher reason. There's a, a, have you ever heard people talk about the mosaic? It gives me chills just thinking about it. How God can see the beautiful stained glass yeah. masterpiece that's your yeah. life. All you can see is that crevice yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can't see this, that beautiful piece of glass that you're walking on. Yeah. This just came to mind. Um, if you could see what God sees, you wouldn't want a different path. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got all the goosies. Yeah. Like, so I have to remember if I, if I could see what God has for me ahead, just that's why I don't want to know what's ahead. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and re resolving that we have to trust him that my Bible study relying on him. Yeah. Like that's what that was born out of because yeah. my journey is it's full of all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But all in all, I had to learn to rely on him for yeah. comfort because food yeah. couldn't be it for me anymore. <laughs> no. Um, no. Yes. Wes could, is not my savior. Wes is my husband. He doesn't need to be my savior. That's not his right. spot. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, and um, my best friend, my kids, a lot of people find their salvation in their kids. You know, mm. I mean, like you cannot. So it really was my, my journey. Like, you know, that's where that's that. Bible city came from. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So good. So after Jermaine passed, um, that was about the time that we did our podcast, I think, yeah. or mm -hmm. around, around six months. Yep. Yep. And you talked about, um, I'll never forget. You were like, I'm doing this because okay. if I know cancer's in my genes and if I get it, I'm going to be the healthiest I can be. Doggone <laughs> it. And like, you were like, Oh, I mean, I remember coming out of there. I'm like, if she does, she going to slay it, <laughs> you know, there, there was a part of me that in saying that I thought, Lord, you hear this? That means that I'm I don't need it. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, like terrifying. It was the only thing in my life. I mean, I, I was more scared of cancer than losing my husband, you know? And so I was just like, uh, mm, mm. okay, well, here we are. It wasn't horrible and it wasn't horrible. So you walk us through the diagnosis. Yes. Um, so I, I have a history of breast cancer in my family. Um, mom, grandma, aunt, not, not necessarily breast cancer, cancer in general, but mom, grandma, aunt, aunt, uh, and then there's somebody else, uncle, I think, uh, grandpa. Anyways, there's a long line of it. And so I just assumed that it would be something I would face. So I always get mammograms and I always get ultrasounds. And um, so I always go in March. And this year I, uh, I decided I would go on my mom's birthday, kind of like one of those things. Like it wasn't intentional, but that's the date that she said she had. And I thought, huh, okay all right, well, I'll go on that day. So I went and um, I have very dense tissue. And so almost every year I get called back after the first ultrasound. And so I go back and um, I have to preface this with some of this. I've tried to take notes because, and I take a lot of pictures because some of it is a blur because I do it to protect myself sometimes with certain things. So if, um, there are some dates that are a little fuzzy for me. Okay. Um, so I had my mammogram and ultrasound. Um, I went back like a week later on a Monday and then Tuesday night, I was upstairs getting ready for bed and I looked down on my right side and I, I just, I lost it. It was a lump this big, like the size of like oh. a a golf ball sitting on top <laughs> and, and there's no other way to explain. It looked like I had eaten like a hot dog yeah, and and it got like, stuck. like, and it got stuck. And so I oh. looked down, started pressing it and it was hard and it was really hard. And I, I, I lost it. I, I just lost it. I ran downstairs and I was bawling and Kevin was like, well, we're calling the doctor tomorrow and you're going to go in sooner for your follow-up. And so I went in um, the following week and um, had my ultrasound and I, it, for me, whenever they, cause this is the second time I'd, I'd had this kind of a thing. We found something, it's your choice on whether you want to remove it or not. And so um, this time the doctor didn't come in to tell me the results right away. They said I could go get dressed and then they walked me down the hall. And so I was walking down the hall and I thought, huh, yep, I think this is cancer. And they sat me down and then the nurse was there. She kind of gave me some tissue before the doctor came in. And then the doctor came in and showed me my whatever it's called. 
and it was like white with like prongs coming out of it. And he was like, um, we're, we're about 90% sure it's cancer and that you have breast cancer. So you by yourself? Yeah. My husband was in the lobby. But yeah, when, when they, so I was sitting there and I said, well, I mean, I was in tears. I said, well, we're going to get this thing taken care of. So I walked out, cried all the way out, cried for a couple days. And then um, we had on the calendar planned to go to a concert um, that weekend. And I had that half a day Thursday and Friday off. And um, that night, it was a Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Um, I had two friends over. We were eating dinner. And I looked down and my phone rings and it's my gynecologist and you know, my OB, whatever. I get some of this confused. And she calls and she goes, Debbie, she goes, oh my gosh, I just read your chart. Are you okay? I just saw the diagnosis and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I, I'm going to be taken care of. Like these doctors are actually, they care. Um, so 730 at night, I talked to her and she's like, I have a surgeon for you. Do you need a surgeon? I said, go, I don't know what I need. Right. <laughs> I, I, I have never walked this road before. I have no idea. Help. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like, I have a surgeon for you. She's like, everybody loves her, but listen, if you don't like her, I don't care. It's not personal to me. Just let me know what you need and I'll get it for you. Um, I was in the um, surgeon's office on Friday. And when I was in her office, she goes, do you have an oncologist? And I said, no. She goes, hold on, let me call somebody. She walks out of the office. And when she's walking back in, my cell phone is ringing. And I said, who's this? She goes, it's the oncologist. And I was like, say what? I had an appointment the following week for an MRI, chemo education, to get my port in, to do my echo, everything it happened, happened fast in a week. Yeah. In a week. And I was like, okay, Lord, like, we're going to be okay. And then I started chemo three weeks later. <laughs> Goodness. So the diagnosis was HER2, H-E-R-2. Um, ER, estrogen receptive, estrogen receptor negative, progesterone receptor negative. It's very confusing. All I know from creeping all the THM groups is that I didn't want to take a pill when this was all over. You know, Ooh. some women, have you heard some women talk about taking the hormone pill for 10 years yeah. and the horrible side effects? That was the one thing that I was like, okay, short term, we can do this. But long term, I don't want to take a pill. I don't have to take any pill. When I'm done, I'm, I'm, I'm done. So the Lord's been really gracious, even in the midst of this. So. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's amazing. I was looking at our conversations. Um, and you sent me your diagnosis on April 13th. Yeah. And then you booked a call with me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> that was, that was big for you to ask. It was, it meant a lot. Like I was in tears because I, I could cry right now. Like it, it broke my heart. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't okay. know I was going to get so emotional. It just broke my heart that was happening to you because I knew most of those things that you shared in the very beginning earlier today, yeah. you know, that you'd been through. I don't think I remembered that you lost a baby. Um, yeah. I think I'd have cried even more with that. But, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and then you were like, okay, so the doctors are saying, la, 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 but I want to know what you think. And I'm like, oh, Lord, let me get some research going. <laughs> so I, that's, I, I don't, I, I think that I saved those notes, but I've torn my office apart and I can't find them. So I, I, I opened it because I called you and I'm going to have to look at the dates. I believe we scheduled this after I had chemo education hmm. because Amy, I, April 25th, we talked on April 25th. That's okay, our so dating April, anniversary. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So chemo education was supposed to be in my head. I had these expectations of how this nurse navigator would be awesome. And she would give me all this helpful information and tell me me about all the things that I should eat. And I would feel comforted in the fact that I have been eating right and blah, 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 blah. No, 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 and no. She says, and I quote, if you want to drink, you can. I mean, I would be careful, but I just thought. Chemo mixes with alcohol, lady, but it's fine. And then she considered, like, she continued to tell me I could eat whatever I want. Oh, well. And I thought, oh, no, that's not happening to this girl. I, I don't want to come out on the other side looking like I gained 75 pounds. Are you kidding me? So I was so discouraged. So I was like, I'm calling Amy. I love you. <laughs> like, because is straight toxins in my body it's going to continue putting toxins in no right so i want to go ahead and like go ahead and have mcdonald's after this no that's a no that is a no so i made a list of things and i was like okay amy what do i need to do and then i did those things and then chemo was just fine (laughs) it was share Mm -hmm. share top five top ten i don't even know how many because i know i probably was like Well, I, I went through and wrote down all the symptoms I was scared to have. And then I went through and I wanted to know, because obviously there's meds for this and meds for that, but I, I knew enough to know, I don't take, I don't have any pre-existing anything. I never take antibiotics. I, I just think that there's a better way. If I can, I want to try to do it the good way and protect my body. And so um, the nausea, the vomiting, and I quote, nausea, vomiting, um, diarrhea are your top three that you will have during chemo. It's just part of it. Obviously, hair loss. Um, Your fingernails are supposed to get brown. They can get very brown. Um, And I was like, "Uh, I don't know. And then I just thought, well, this is not happening to me because... Uh, your mindset is everything. And I don't say that lightly, but if you do not control what you think about, you will not make it. So I had determined this was not going to be terrible. So the nausea, um, I got the ginger bottles off Amazon. Um, Dandelion tea, phenomenal. I took that to chemo my first time. And I drank that while the stuff was going in my body. Um, I could never figure out how to make the butterfly tea. Oh, so I never made it. Oh, um, <laughs> dandelion tea, um, green tea, a lot of green tea, ginger, um, uh, magnesium. Yes. Even the doctor told me to take magnesium. So the nights that I took calm was way better than the nights that I did not take calm. Um, I was concerned about not being able to eat because I wasn't feeling good, knowing that my goal was to stay out of the ER because I kept hearing everyone that goes through chemo ends up in the ER at least once because they're dehydrated. So when you have chemo, it's just straight inflammation in your body everywhere. And when it's inflammation, I developed a cough from it. Um, I had no taste buds for a week. I had to brush my teeth three times a day. I had to floss three times a day. Um, I had to get a tongue scraper. Um, everything was dry. Like my nose started bleeding. Um, orange silk is amazing. It saved me. Oh my God. It's the best stuff ever. Um, so you had told me to make single serve stuff Mm -hmm. um so i got a bunch of broth you said kettle fire so (laughs) and then i did i had never had the progressive canned soups Mm -hmm. Uh yep so um i bought a ton of those and then i put it on the stove and i added gelatin and nutritional yeast to that and that stopped diarrhea it calmed my stomach um, 
I had that almost every time it was like day four after chemo. It was just what I did. It, it was not lovely. Um, I did not love it, but it kept me out of the ER. So yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm going to cry again. Yep. <laughs> because honestly, I, I didn't know what I was doing. And I, I, when you asked me to talk to you and I'm like, Wes, I don't know how to help somebody that's going through chemo. He was like, oh, yeah. yes, you do. Yes, you do. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> but I understand nausea. I understand preventing blah, blah, blah. I understand hydration, electrolytes. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. I it was, you and I did. Helping you through that empowered me mm. in my coaching tremendously. It mm. really did. This is not about me at all, but I want you to know it's about what mm. you reaching out to me and asking me these things did, did a lot for me. Mm. So thank you. Yeah. I knew that you would know, but I also knew that you wouldn't BS me. <laughs> and so <laughs> um, I had several options. We, I work for an amazing company. I, I've not paid a dime out of my pocket with this diagnosis because Praise of my the Lord. The stories I could tell you of the ways that the Lord has provided has been, I mean, I'm going to scrapbook all of this and I'm going to write down every one of my bills and then I'm going to be like, see what God did, because that's what he did. Um, and so I have, I had a lot of access to nurses and um, health coaches and all the things with this, like what to eat, what not to eat. But I was like, they're going to tell me to eat processed things because people don't read labels. And I just, everybody thinks they eat healthy and they, they don't really. And so I was like, no, Amy will tell me, (laughs) she will tell me. So even my husband was like, what did coach Amy say? (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Super helpful. So good. I looked at one of my notes the day after we talked and I said, Go kick that cancer in the face. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you did. Yes. Um, Did you use the essentials? Not the essentials. I'm so sorry. The heavy hitter. I just got through teaching on essentials. It's all in my brain. I'm so jealous. I did not order essentials. That's for a different day. I should have ordered it back in the day. Um, So the heavy hitter. CBD. um, Yeah. So I ordered. I had. You've got all four on this picture you sent me. <laughs> yeah, I had all four. Um, so the first round of chemo, I didn't know what to expect. And I had kind of gotten myself anxious about it, which is okay. It's chemo for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> so like, um, I was nervous for you. I can't imagine how you felt. <laughs> I, was like, I was just like, what is my body going to do? Like, am I going to wake up and not be able to? Uh, I don't. So I freaked myself out because I didn't know what to expect because I couldn't prepare for it because I couldn't try to avoid the thing that I didn't want to have. And so, um, I remember the first two chemo treatments I went every three weeks. I took that stuff religiously, but I was finding that it didn't help me. Um, for me personally, as much as my diet, as much as taking calm, like I didn't feel it anymore. So I don't know if it was mental taking it for me or, which is fine. But um, after the second round, I didn't take it at all. Wow. So yeah, just very interesting because I thought it would be like my ace in the hole. Yeah. Uh, and my ace in the hole was quinoa. So. Love it. Everybody's body's different. It is. <laughs> so, oh, I love it. Yeah. A quercetin in that quinoa just just annihilates inflammation. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I ate so much quinoa. Um, I instantly (laughs) felt better after I ate it. So I won't without it. Do you have it every day still? Mm -hmm. Almost every day. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. I'm looking at your picture from chemo and you got your keeping promises shirt on. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going through all this. Yep. You're you simping blue. What'd you say? Simping blue for your pain. What do you mean? 
something blue. It's a CBD. Um, did you use that? THMs. Oh, the little cream, um, cream or the tincture. Which one? Um, I use the cream on my back. I believe. Yeah. Yep. I love it so much. Oh man. No, I just, I'm just loving it. I love it. Anything else you did? Um, I think the other thing for food wise, you mean? Yeah. Um, I had to prep the week before chemo because I could not physically do anything the week of chemo. So I had the Oikos, O-I-K-O-S yogurts. I lived on those. Um, and then I added mushroom coffee to my diet because I could not drink coffee because it's a diuretic. Right. And so I, I love coffee. So that was a shock to yes. my system. So I did collagen rise coffee um, because I didn't want to go without collagen. And I did that twice a day. Um, it calmed my stomach down in the afternoon. The collagen um, helped me a ton. So, and then towards the end of chemo, I did start taking a couple of the nausea pills. I did it twice. Um, the doctor was like, be careful. It can cause constipation. We walked out of the appointment. My husband goes, you're never constipated. He was, like, <laughs> he was like, even if you do, you can just take MCT oil or drink some okra and you'll be fine. Love it. Oh That's right. I can. Well, yeah. I'll teach like, for the win. Right. Because the I would go in for my blood work a week later. Every time my oncologist was like, how's it going? I said, great. He was like, you're good. And I was like, yeah. He was like, well, your blood work is perfect. He's like, are you feeling okay? And I said, yep, almost back to normal. He was like, who are you? He was like, okay, see you later. And I was like, great, see you, doc, because you're supposed to go in every Friday after chemo. I never had to do that. I just went once. Yeah. So I was very thankful for that. So, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. <clears throat> Anything else you want to share about your chemo journey as far as products, food, kind of uh, habits that you had, because I'm going to get into mindset after that. Um, I think the other thing that, and we'll talk about this in mindset a little bit, but I was really intentional with um, low dairy. Yeah. Um, I love all the cheeses in the world. I love dairy, um, but dairy was brutal for me during chemo and it made me realize man how much of this is really causing me to stall yeah and the inflammation that it causes in itself I mean it's... I felt it in my lungs mm -hmm. during chemo I was like no wonder I've got issues when I don't have chemo like I should not be eating all this junk like I should not be eating dairy consistently every meal or honestly every day like it's just straight inflammation so the dairy was a big deal for me um and the only protein I ever had really was chicken mm. so like for meat you mean meat protein yeah. That yeah yeah yep and sweet potatoes were awesome oh yeah yeah some super nutrition do you eat the skin of the sweet potato yeah yeah me too that's yeah. where like it is that's where it's at yeah well it was soft food yeah oh yeah I um I couldn't actually physically eat a salad the week mm -hmm. of chemo because it it um it was terrible swallowing the lettuce right and so I was I was so frustrated that week because I was like I'm not getting my freshies like I just was not I was like Debbie you were trying to survive like calm down stay out of the ER get your protein in, stay hydrated. You're going to be okay. So then I just went back to what I was supposed to do the week after. Um, but yeah, nutrition is everything. <laughs> so yeah, it is. Well, <laughs> once again, thank you for asking me. And then oh. we'll talk for just a second about how 
we did lots of messaging and um, nice. my yes. little great client kind of broke the rules, but it's okay. So it's a funny, it's a funny thing over here in Southern <laughs> Healthy Land. Um, I tell group clients, please do not message me. That's reserved for one-on-ones. But uh, when clients become friends, it's okay. <laughs> we, and I, I know you never expected like a paragraph no. from me. No. Uh, a puppy heart is fine with yeah. you. Uh, but I would I, I would usually follow up with something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like I there were there were definite times where I needed the I needed the help and you were the only one that got the food journey and that again was not going to tell me something that you didn't know and you weren't going to be like try this even though I mean I just knew I'd get the truth from you and when you're on a journey like this there's so much garbage out there everything that I read in books was opposite for me and that was the most frustrating part um my journey was completely different and I didn't have all the issues with side effects that a lot of people did. Um, but I think it was three years prior, um, making sure that my body was ready for this because had I not prepared, had I tried to detox going through chemo? Yeah. No, 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 no. How no. long had you been on plan when you were diagnosed about? Um, 11, one, 2020 is when I started. Oh, I had dabbled in THM for years, but actually really doing it was 11, one. So, wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. What a statement to start chemo detoxing from sugar and processed food. You didn't have to do that. Uh, I knew what to eat to give me energy. I knew what to eat to calm my stomach. I knew what to eat to stay out of the ER. And I would literally lay on the couch and go, you need to get up and go eat or you're going to be in the ER. Okay, Debbie, go get up, go eat. Okay, you're done now. I would eat every two hours during the week of chemo. So Small things. Just enough. Small things, just enough. Yeah, I was usually a yogurt. Um... It was water. Um, I did have some Gatorade. Um, the Gatorade didn't give me um reflux. Yeah. Yeah. The Gatorade fit. No, it was zero. Yeah, it's it off man. Yeah. But it was the Gatorade Zero, I think, that I drank yeah. um towards the end. But at that point I was like, it's okay. Just yeah, it's, for sure. Get through the week, girl. You're okay. <laughs> so that's right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's, let's talk <laughs> mindset and you, you already talked about how you got the diagnosis and you were yep. like, well, what are we going to do? Yeah. Of course you were distraught. I'm certain anybody yes. would be, but then yes. you're like, all right, let's go. What are we going to do yep. about it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think because I had, I know because I had watched my mom and my dad pass from things that potentially could have been avoided, especially being a diabetic. Um, I knew that what I said to myself during this journey, um, what I allowed myself to read or not read, and you who I had. Book crazy person. The amount right. of books that you have read in this time is incredible. It has been um, really helpful for me to have joy. Um, but I just was like, okay, there's some crazy people online that have a lot of opinions about a lot of things they know nothing about. And I don't want any of that. And um, so I knew what I read, um, what I watched, um, and what I allowed and what I said to myself would dictate how I felt um, I had really bad moments, never bad days. Mm, um, wow. I was never, I, there was a time where I thought I'm going to go to the ER right now. I was like rocking back and forth, like holding my stomach. And I was like, 
oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And my husband's just like walking through. And I said, Debbie, you're, gonna, you're okay. And I just kept rocking back because I couldn't breathe. I felt so bad. And I was just like, not today. This is not happening today. And I kept speaking truth. And I kept saying, you're not doing this today. And then it went away. That happened three separate times where it was moments of like, this is really bad. But I was like, it's not. Do you think it's bad? Do you want it to be bad? Stop saying it's bad. Yeah. Stop saying it's bad. Move on. Get up, Debbie. And so I would literally talk out loud. Debbie, get up. Debbie, get up. Time to eat. Go eat. Go to the bathroom. Get up. You've got four more days of this and you'll be back to normal. Great. I would get up the next morning. Kevin, we got three days left and then I'm back to normal. Three days left. What do we do? Like, I just did not. I wasn't going to be defeated, man. Like I just, no. So my mindset was really important to me. Yeah. Well, you and you, another thing that I, and I think I've told you this multiple times, you took the opportunity to encourage other people mm -hmm. in your suffering. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was amazing because you could have just rolled over in your bed and then, you know, shut the world out. You did yeah. not. No. You did not. You showed up. You talked to people. You shared what you were going through. You like this book. You need to read this, you know, <laughs> um, or just just something that happened. I mean, even in in Blooms and in Southern and Healthy Community, you would share, you know, last day of key or whatever. You just share yeah. everything and you just yeah. let us in and you allowed yeah. us to walk alongside you. Yeah. And you invited people into your life. Yeah. And being vulnerable, because I know about being vulnerable, it's scary. Yes, it and is people scary. do this. <laughs> they got the opinions. But you you know why you're doing what you're doing. And so you let the yuckies go on. We are yeah. Elsa and we let them go. Yeah. Yeah. But the people that need to hear it, that want to hear it, that love yeah. you, that God wants you to share with, mm -hmm. those are the ones that we are concerned with. And that's where I had to get in my mm -hmm. personal journey. Yeah. Um, you feel the same for you? Yeah. And I, it's so funny you talk about that because um, that's the one thing that I have heard um, over and over and over. Debbie, you've been so transparent. Uh, you've been so transparent. You've been so transparent. And if I'm being honest, selfishly, it was for me to stay focused um, because the more people that know what you're going through, the more accountability you have. And obviously there's balance with what you share and people's opinions, but I shared because I, I needed to be surrounded. I needed people to encourage me and tell me not to quit when, you know, they walk up to you and give you 10 different pre-meds and in 30 minutes, I'm going to feel like a zombie. And I needed people to pray. And I knew the power of prayer. Um, and so I shared selfishly because I was like, and maybe not selfishly, but like, I, I also... I also wanted people to understand what it was really like to go through a cancer journey because we're so quiet about it and we don't actually talk through that. It's not a shameful thing. I didn't bring cancer on myself. Like even if I was overweight or obese or um, I mean, the skills say that I'm whatever, whatever, but whatever. Um, even if I had not detoxed, I did not cause my cancer. And so I think it's really important to kind of clarify those things with people like, oh, this is what it's really like, <laughs> you know, to go through that. So um, I also was really open at work, as in I made a Caring Bridge page. Um, and as soon as I got my diagnosis, I told my boss. Um, and then I manage a team of 22 people um, and my boss manages, there's 45 people on the team. And so we both manage the team. And so every one of my direct reports has known about every detail of this journey as I've gone through and they know that they can ask, um, how was your appointment? How are you feeling like, 
I needed people to ask me. <laughs> I needed yeah. them to know what was going on. So that was really um, important was, to me. It was so sweet. Um, it was so sweet because I'm friends with you on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you would have people send you things, bring things to you, gifts. Exactly. And yeah. it was just so, you said you needed to be surrounded and you were. Yeah. 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 I felt, I, I mean, I still feel there's, you know, I have 13 more shots to get in my leg. I have another surgery to go through. I get fillings every week with two big needles going into my chest and, yeah. you know, it's, so it's not over, but I still feel so surrounded by people. Um, but it's community, man. You have to engage in community. You yeah. have to decide to show up. You have to decide to show up for people. Yeah. Um, and you just, you have to show up. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. But, I love that so much. I love that. Anything else that you wanted to share about your mindset and how you kept that strong? Um, I would say the only two things, and you've mentioned it, would be whatever crisis you go through, whether it's health, because if you're not in one, you're, you're going to come to something, you know, um, you, you do choose your mindset and you do choose what you believe and reading scripture passages, keeping your mind fresh on what really the truths are. That's the only way to make it, you know, um, because you have to feed not only your soul, but physical too. All of that goes together. So, yeah, amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I'm going through a life coaching certification. Okay. I saw that. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Um, one of, one of my <laughs> long term girls, she went, um, Does this mean you're not going to coach for Trim Healthy anymore or coach Trim Healthy stuff? I'm like, uh, No. It's a, this is a, this is to help better, yeah. like to do yeah. more, to level up, you know? Yeah. And um, I said, I'm, I may take clients that aren't necessarily wanting to do trim healthy. I hadn't got that far yet. Let me get certified yeah. first. Yeah. But last night in the the training that I decided to, to take last night, <clears throat> you know, they were just talking about all kinds of different things about, you know, supporting people and asking good questions and, yeah. and different things. But it went through um, the phases of coaching. And the last one that I know happens, but I've never heard in any training I've ever been through is relapse because mm -hmm. people will come to you as a coach group or one-on-one, -on -one, whatever. They are yeah. so excited. Yeah. And they go through, and even people listening to this, they're like, yeah, yeah I'm going to be healthy because if I get diagnosed with cancer, I'm going to kick it in the face too. Okay. So you go through all these stages and I wish I had my paper. I'm so upset. I didn't bring it, but anyway, you go through different stages. You start out with the excited, la la, and then yeah. you go through, you know, the hard things and the changes and yeah. the consistency, and you see some results. Yeah. And then maybe they choose to not coach anymore, or they choose to kind of not participate anymore. Right. They're not involved in the community anymore, and they go back to their old ways. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying all this mm -hmm. because there are going to be people that listen to this yeah. that are saying. I can't stay on plan and I have cancer in my family. Why have I not put that together? Mm. <clears throat> I've had a one-on-one -on -one recently that um, we talked through some things and one of her family members has been diagnosed. And there's some other things going on in her family. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't have the option of not being a trim healthy mama. Right. And I think of you, I didn't, I don't know. I necessarily talked about you, but um, support your, you know, better, do better, support your body. Yeah. Be yeah. ready for the unknown. Yeah. Do your best to be prepared. Oh mm -hmm. my goodness. That that is like the biggest thing I want people to take away from this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, I was able to help you figure out to do all these things. Yeah. yeah. But I want people to hear how you prepared for years mm -hmm. for something you prayed would never happen, but it did. And yeah. then you handled it well, no matter what. Yeah. Bottom line, mic drop. All the things I did. 
Well, I was talking to um, my Southern and Healthy Marco Polo friends um, we were talking about earlier today. And one of the things um, that in the last couple of days I've realized is, is it better to eat personal choice or off plan? Mm. Because now I'm looking ahead at relapse, right? It's the number one topic for breast cancer survivors, you know, the fear of relapse and I've already decided I will not live with a fear of relapse. Okay. Why would I live with that? If it's the doctor happen or it's not. So right. let's just if it's in. going to happen, fine. I'll kick it then too. It will be okay. fine. Everything will be fine, but I cannot live in fear. And so I've decided that I'm not going off plan anymore. Um, one, when you get a cancer-free diagnosis, like, are you serious? Like, what else is there? Are you kidding me? Okay, okay. So, Debbie, it's it's better to eat a personal choice item than to eat McDonald's. Amen. Okay. I mean, I love McDonald's french fries. I haven't had that. I don't even know how long. But yeah. the point is, like, people that say, I can't eat on plan. Well, then you haven't done your research as to the things that bad. are... <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I mean, I've been off for five weeks because of the surgery and I've gotten caught up on your education and all of that. And I'm like, holy crap, things have changed that I haven't realized that I can eat like personal choice items that I didn't know I could eat. And it's just different than it was even five years ago. But at the end of the day, if you're caught in a bind, are you really caught in a bind? Oh. Am I really? No, it's just a daggum excuse. It's yeah. an excuse. Call I'm it what ready. it is. We'll let you preach that sermon. <laughs> it's an excuse. And um, I went out with friends last Saturday and I knew the menu. I looked at the menu ahead of time. I walked into that restaurant hangry. And I ate off plan. Cool. I get done. I come home and I instantly feel terrible. And I told my husband I ate off plan. He goes, what'd you do that for? Didn't you see the menu? And I was like. He even knows. What I'm talking oh, about. No. He was like, it's your own, <laughs> he's like, it's your own fault. And I was like, <laughs> whatever, man. I'll have okra tomorrow. He was like, great. <laughs> but it's just like, I chose that. You make choices. And I got so mad at you, Amy, when you were talking about, I don't care. This is just fuel. I'm going to choose to eat fuel. It's not my feelings. And I'm like, what? that's next level. Thanks. I'm here now. <laughs> and so I understand that, but I didn't, I didn't before. So food is fuel and you don't always have to eat your feelings. So yeah. no, no. Girl, if I considered my feelings every time I had to fuel, I'd be like, that's America. I wouldn't be no what I'd be doing right here. No, no, no. I wouldn't have a job. Cause y'all be like, uh oh, I'm not taking advice from you. <laughs> that's another topic for another day. <laughs> oh man. So what would you say to that person that I was talking about that they just can't seem to get a grip? And they're listening to your story and maybe fear is gripping them fear of I am the most unhealthy I've ever been, but I cannot seem to get that firm grip with trim healthy. I've done buds. I'm in blooms. I'm doing one-on-one -on -one with Amy or I'm with somebody else or I'm with a personal trainer and I still can't get it. What would you tell them? Why? You have to stop and think about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, I read a lot of books. Um, I'm currently in the middle of reading The Power of Habit. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of science behind our cues and triggers and habits and rewards. And so you can say, I, I can't do this. I can't get a grip. Mm, well, you're choosing to ignore what you're choosing to do. So you have to stop and think why. Like you have to stop and think about, okay, you got to the party and this is what you ate. What happened the five hours earlier? Did you make a choice to do that? Were you prepared? Um, are you in accountability? Because there's no part of any of journey of your life that 
you will be successful alone. Yeah. You're just not going to. So you've disengaged. Um, you're allowing your excuses to take over. Love you, but you A are. A lot of people on cruise control, they're just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cruising through life. I mean, you can search the main THM group and type in any word and there's 25,000 opinions about something and some idea. I do it all the time if I'm not sure about something. And if you're, this is, if you're in blooms or you're in buds, we have your content library. I still use that. Like, I wow. love your content library. It's the best oh, thing ever. It's my sixth baby. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, it's like. I have all She's still sheets. growing. Bless her. <laughs> <laughs> I have all those sheets printed out in a notebook. And I use your grocery list every week. And um, so like, you have to go back and look at why you're doing what you're doing. But at the end of the day, if you're listening to this and you're a female and you say that you're going to do something differently, please don't change 10 things at once. Amen. Can you please just eat vegetables twice a day for a week or a month? Can you do that for 30 days? Can you drink water instead of your soda for 30 days? Please don't drink water and vegetables and work out. And, that is and a recipe for a dumpster fire. Don't, don't. Because we as women think that we should be superheroes. Just do one thing. Yeah. And that so, makes you superhero. One thing. Yeah. One thing. So. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Anything yeah. else you want to share? No. I think yeah. that's it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you I'm for so asking me. I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, my stars. Did you yeah. have, was it your last chemo that was on my birthday? Was August yes, 11? Right? 8 11. You, you told me and you were like, no, no, I'm like, I will <laughs> never forget 428, 811, 925, and 1010. 10. Never. Mercy. So, yeah. Yeah. So thank <laughs> you for asking me. You're the best. Thank you. You're so, the best. And your skills. <laughs> thank you for using them. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have you back on in a year and your hair is going to be longer than mine. Oh my gosh. Well, and that's the other thing that's terrifying is people told me this wouldn't grow out for six months. And I'm over here like, I take collagen people. It's grown out. Yeah. Okay. It's grown out. So, I mean, even a month ago, there was hardly anything on top. And it's like, like. Wow. So, I know. Oh, your progress. Oh. Talk about your progress. Can you, can you share that just a little bit? Do you have that handy dandy? My before and after? Yeah. Um, I don't have the picture. I can send that to you. Um, I don't have it because I'm recording on my phone. Um, so it's funny you ask about that. And I was wondering if you were going to, but this is going to be something when you post the picture that it might shock people. But one, I don't own a scale anymore. I threw it away because I was obsessed girl like to the wizard <laughs> i i literally threw it away and like in the garbage and it was a really nice scale but it was causing me like so much unnecessary stress and Good so i i just well my husband was not happy with me weighing every day because it would really i was in a very bad mood after i would weigh and it would he goes but your clothes what is your problem stop weighing and i was like so then I would stop Wayne, but I wouldn't tell him. And then he would know anyways. It was a situation. <laughs> and so um, uh, so I started 11, one, like 250 pounds. And then I got down at my lowest was 212. Um, but right now, um, funny enough, I'm 224. So I have gained since my lowest, but I don't. I don't feel unhealthy. I want to get, I'm also 5'11". So I'm yes. And I don't like you because of that. <laughs> I don't. Because I'm a so, little budget over here, 5'2", I swear. Right. So um, I'm super tall. I lift quite a bit. 
Um, I want to get back down to 200 would be ideal. But according, Amy, according to all the things online, I'm supposed to be 170. I would be anorexic looking. Yeah, I think mine is 110. No, oh, thanks. No, thanks. No, thanks. 137, 135-ish, so, I'm happy. 100% yeah. thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> so I have had to really struggle with the scale because um, one, blood work and your health are most important, you know, and making sure your doctors are good with that, you're comfortable with that. But then like your clothes, I focused on how do, do all the clothes in my closet fit? Yeah, they're really big now. <laughs> um, yeah. And all my sweatshirts are big on me. And that's where it's at for me. Yeah, um, I agree 100%. Yep. I can take a picture and not be sad about what I see. I can turn sideways and be like, uh-huh. Look at that yep. girl. <laughs> so I will get to where I was, but I also think, oh, you just made it through chemo. You okay. You are okay. Yep. So the before and afters are weird because it's like I was, I carried all my weight in my stomach and um, it's gone now. So kind of great. High five. Thanks. Thank you. Welcome. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm glad I remembered that. Yeah. All right, girl. Yeah. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks. You too. Thanks for listening, everybody. I always can never find the button. <laughs> you want to tell them bye? Bye. Bye, y'all. Y'all have an awesome week. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, hit subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast listening app. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye, y'all.